think the ravenous squirrel is the biggest dick of all. Look at that thing. It's just, uh, just wait. Just wait. It just fucked up that cobra. Anyway, Look at that thing. Anyway, just wait. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstad. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode number 90 of This Week in MTG, your good news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We are your hosts. I'm Matt. That's Danny. What's up? And replacing JB for today. We have returning guests. Wait, well, hold on. Today? You told me forever. Uh, not big shoes, Phil. So we could exactly forever. We'll talk about the contract stuff later. Why okay. did you move my mic? All right, never mind. You moved my mic. The tape was sticking out. Don't worry. My name is Trent. I'm from Deep Fried Conspiracies. I'll finish it myself. Good You're job. welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Trent. Joining us, we're glad that you all could join us for this week's episode. It's going to be a good one. Very uh, light in news, but we have cards to talk about because, oh boy, Magic Magic Modern Horizons. I'll get there sooner or later. Modern Horizons 2 has some (laughs) bomb-ass cards, man. So stick tuned before we go in there. We have a sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, a little ad that we're going to play for you guys right now. Thank you for listening to This Week in MTG. If you would like to show support for us, you can check out our amazing sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in the Westacre Malls in Fargo, North Dakota. They are your one-stop shop for all your magic purchases. They are always stocked up with Ultra Pro and Dragon Shield sleeves and playmats, Commander Precon decks, plus they have an abundance of booster boxes ranging from Amonkhet to Zendikar. J-Dubs also buys and sells magic singles at competitive prices. Their display case and binders are full of format staples, hidden gems, and other cards for you to bling out all your decks with. With those cards you just bought or traded for, you can make a modern or legacy deck so you can play in the Weekend Discord League. Entrance is $10 and games are played over Spell Table. Links are in the show notes. When you reach out, make sure to let them know the guys over at This Week at MTG sent you. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, dear listeners, if you guys would like to support us as well, you can go over to Patreon and support us there, where we have a couple tiers where you get entered into drawings at the beginning of each month. And on a technicality, since it's the 31st today, we got to wait until next week. Boom. Boom. Yeah, but we'll be the first when they hear this. It will be. Yeah. See? See? There we go. Technicality. Trent. What? Technicality, when they hear this, it's going to be the first. It's not our fault. We recorded it on Monday. Ah, comes out the first. I just want to give these away. Uh, okay, whatever we're you, we're whatever good. you want to do. All right. Up to you. We got this. We got this. Yeah, we didn't make our 10, folks, like I mentioned last week. If we got to 10, we give away a, a Jumpstart booster pack. I'll hold you all to that still. But it just comes to me. It's how it works. <laughs> and so we're going to do a live randomizing of our patrons for the packs here right on air let's see what we got that we get we have wade wins the pack 
Oh, that's, that is so rigged. Just because he, he hops in every time and does the <laughs> whole Rage Shadow Legends thing, you have to give it to him. Hey, man. Random.org. Blame them, if anything. Now. I saw it. <laughs> that's right. Let's go and go back and enter in the ten dollar tiers, which can get the commander staple, which this or commander commander focus card value uh, <laughs> a card value of fifteen to twenty dollars. This this month is Torment of Hailfire. Ooh, yeah, it's a twenty dollar card right there. Did you ever put any thought into uh, just giving out a black lotus that we talked about? Uh, no, no. Oh, okay, black lotus is a lot, man. Black Lotus is a lot. Don't you guys make a lot off the podcast? Something, something. Podcasters don't make money. <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere. It's been repeated plenty of times. <laughs> and this time's winner, we got Noah. New patron joined in last week. Nice. You get the Torment of Hailfire. I'm pretty sure. I think he's in the Discord. I think so. Maybe. Anyways. We'll oh. contact winners afterwards. If you're live, lucky for you. Okay. Uh, Patreon pitch, join for drawings. It seems you can get some good stuff. I don't know what next month's packs and stuff are going to be, but if we make it to 10, we're going to be giving away two packs of something. So there's a whole month. Tell your friends. Join in. Be sure to give away half that information as it is. For what? Give away two, give away two packs. One of them is that jumpstart. The second one is insert pack name here. Yeah, but it could change. Maybe both will be jumpstart. Maybe we'll do a modern horizons and a jumpstart. Do a conspiracy one. Ooh, oh, that would be good. We'll have to get you on conspiracy. for that one. Take the crown. Oh, yeah. Uh, Patreon pitch done. Now, guys, here's the breakdown of how this episode is going to be laid out for y'all. First off, we're going to go over to the Boggle Desk, which is piloted by Trent, who's going to tell us about some past events and upcoming events. After that... Danny's going to have a blog tag for us, a few quickies, and then pretty much the rest of the episode, we're just going to be talking about Modern Horizons 2 spoilers. Because it can't get here soon enough. I want it bad. We're almost to the end of the spoiler season because uh, June 3rd is when the whole set releases. Hell on, yeah. On, on Moto, on Moto, not in paper. So, oh. Trent, take us away with the Boggle Desk. Was it ba da 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 da? That's how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll clip that. Just have that be the new thing for it. Ba -da 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 -da. That's how that goes. You sure with the salt report then? Yeah. Salt report. So uh, we're going to try a new thing. This one's you guys. We're going to try a new thing in the podcast with J Dub's uh, league starting up again. We're going to try and give our quick rundown of how we did <laughs> in league the previous weekend and stuff. So. Danny and I, we played League on Saturday. Uh, JB wasn't there. He was out camping, doing boggle things, and, you know, living his boggle life. So, Danny, do you want to start off, or? No. So, in League, we had 14 people? Yep. 14 people play, and top eight was, or uh, the top the top three players at one point. It's on a point-based system. Wins, you get three points, and then from there. Uh, it was a Etron, and then a uh, Grixis Death Shadow, and finally, it was also another Grixis, I believe, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was just Grixis Control, if I'm not mistaken. But those are the top three decks. 
Fun fact, Danny and I didn't pilot any of those. <laughs> I was pl- those, those are not my colors. I was playing my Electro Dominance as foretold Rhino's deck. Blue, red. With So, yeah, primarily it's just control the board, drop a as foretold, and then start casting Crashing Footfalls, Ancestral Visions off of as foretold. I won one game. I lost three. The game I won against was against uh, Jeskai Stoneblade. Those games went pretty long. The controlling matchup was fabulous. That, that's the kind of game that I enjoy to play. Uh, second game, I played against uh, Greentron, and oh boy, Greentron dink stumps my deck. Let's see. Third game, I played against uh, the Grixis Death Shadow that won the game, and he was just a way better pilot than I ever could be. And then I mulled down and I mulled, I, I mulled down to low, and I kept a one lander. It was stupid of me to do. I should have kept going. Yep. But I kept a one lander, and I was stuck on one land for five turns. That's rough. No way Oof. I was gonna. Yeah. No way Sad I was gonna panda. win that. Right. So salt salt level a little high on that, but I did it to myself, so I can't be too mad. Let's see. Who was the other one? Who did I play? Tell you. I can't. I can't remember. Oh, I played against uh, Through the Breach. That's right. There's a Through the Breach player there. I got Emrakul twice. That's not cool. <laughs> I, I played the same person, and I got Emrakul like four times. How did you live? Because I was playing Soul Sister. I guess he hits you a lot and stuff, and you're just like, maybe I can make it through this. Okay, Danny. Wait, Soul Sisters got through Emrakul? Well, I survived. Enough. With the Annihilator and everything? Well, I gained enough that- life. He was just hoping to get, like, Still? Get yeah, I... I with, with all the Annihilator, that Annihilator, what, seven? Isn't it? Six. Another six. Yep, Annihilator six, so... Danny How did you keep eight. up with that? Yeah. You can gain life all you want. Doesn't matter unless you have no freaking permanence. I just gained enough life before you Emrakuld. Or Annihilated, all that shit. And then he just kept doing it, so... Yeah. No, yeah, I played, um... First game was typical Tron, the yeah, artifact Tron. So yeah, Etron. Um, second game was through the breach. Third game, I can't remember who it was or what he was playing. Was that uh, the Dredge player? No, that was Trevor. That was Trevor. I beat was... I beat Dredge. Okay, you beat Dredge. Yeah. No, I yeah. Dredge Soul Sister loves Dredge because you're playing. Cards for free, sure. Okay, well, I'm just getting life, and you just can't get get up there because yeah, you're, you're playing all the like one ones. Yeah, they well, can't con- conflagrate large yeah, enough. So it's like, okay, well, I'll just kind of sit back and let you do you. Because I think Trevor, the one game, dredged down to like six cards in his library, oh, and then he's like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I just sat there and picked off his creatures. Did he deck himself then, or no? I I killed him. You killed him. Okay. I okay. I, I I've I finally went uh, walking ballista on him. So I told <laughs> I that's... went all walking ballista on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. I just sat there and waited. Until it took me probably fourteen turns to get the walking ballista. Stop, it was stop, it was bad. <laughs> it was damn. bad. But yeah, that's how I beat Trevor with okay. walking ballista. So third game, you can't remember who it was. Was it another Tron matchup? So apparently it, Tron I, is a big thing in our meta here, folks. So people love their Tron. I think it was, but old I, Tron players. Oh no! Didn't you play against um, uh, Ryan? I think it was Jeskai Stoneblade, right? 
Yes. Guy with uh, dropping down batter skulls. Yes. Yeah. That just, one. Just guy Stoneblade. That's yep. the match I've won. Yeah, I yeah, I, I watched people in that one. No, I just never got my Path to Exiles. Womp. That was my only answer for him was Path to Exile and I pathed path him once and then he just bounced he bounced his batter skulls to his hands like, Oh, that fucking sucks. Yep. So but yeah, I just couldn't couldn't get ahead of him. Are you gonna get the rest of your pieces to finish your Soul Sisters deck, or are you gonna try another one for next week? Um, gonna try and get both decks finished. Okay. Cause yeah, I just need three pirate rituals for my mono red to get that tournament legal. Cause they're proxied. <laughs> yep. Um, and then yeah, get the other what thirteen pieces to get green white. Well, I I can't finish that one until Horizons Two is. Released. Yeah, you got some good cards in there. Yep. I'm I'd only using to, one. I'd love to hear your thought. Oh, the, is it just the the green? We'll, we'll cover that when we get. Yeah, there. we'll get. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, a little highlight for any of those local to Fargo that plays at the JW League. I'll give you a, a little sneak peek of what I'm going to be playing. I'm bringing back an old Magic classic. I was going to play it for the first time in league, but I could not find my Snapcaster Mages. Found them. They're in another deck box that I forgot. <laughs> Found them. But I'm going to be Always doing... Always check your deck box. A Grixis Control deck. There's going to be Creeping Tar Pits in there. And uh, I don't know how much else I want to say. You're the reason magic is no fun. <laughs> yeah, Grixis Control. I'm going to bring it. Come at me. But that was a long uh, salt report there. That's the whole point of salt That's why report. it's salty. <laughs> you ever see that play mat where it's got like... It's, a, it's all white. It has like a little salt shaker tipped over, and it says "Pro Tip." A player can concede the game at any time. <laughs> I wanted that so bad. Oh, that's so good. I saw the one where it was like the just the salt tipping over. I can't remember if there was words behind it or something, but yeah, pro trip, pro pro trip, pro tip, pro trip, pro trip. A Rayward can play the game at any, at any time. I'm working hard. I don't know. Words are hard. I'm Hardly just, working is what I see. I'm just, I'm just waiting to upgrade my mono red deck so Tron hate. Oh man, there's just gonna be so much good Tron stuff. We're gonna talk about that here before. Yep. Let's, let's let's talk about this modern challenge on Moto here, Trent. Modern challenge. In yep. first place, God. Sodak. People, they're so god. What is it? Sodak. There's a Q, not even a K, or a C. Yeah, but Q. Sodak. Q. Sodak quoi? Sodak. Sounds French. Sodek. Wee wee. Whatever. Sodek. I don't care. <laughs> they placed first and they were playing. Does it even say what it is? No, it's uh it's dredge. It doesn't say the name. You just like look that's the weird thing. It's like you gotta look at the cards to like know the deck. That's Bullshit. why I don't do this this uh segment because I don't so know. Dredge. That. Okay, so they they played a form of dredge. Okay. A very uh, a very bad form of dredge. It's a stock list. There new cards been added in here, actually. Uh, Thrilling Discovery from Strixhaven. Dredge players want, like this because it's a red-white sorcery. You gain two, then you may discard two cards. If you do, draw three cards. So this is your eighth, uh, five through eight copy of Cathartic Reunion as ways to fill up your graveyard and be drawing more cards for dredging. Interesting. All right. Uh, second place. Will the Pill. Playing a form of what looks like Eldrazi's and artifacts. Etron. Karn the Great Distorter. Eugene. Walking Ballista. Yeah, hey, that's all, all that good stuff in there. Third place. How many of these do you want? Up to eighth. Oh, God. 
All right, in third place, we have Moon Eleven. Tron. Another, another Tronish deck. Same thing we just all is dust. Mindstone. Yeah, same damn thing. Yep. Do something more original. Uh, in fourth place, Miguel Caster doing yep. what looks like mono white. Oh, this is gonna be uh Flicker Wisp, Elite Spellcaster. I'm assuming it's some kind of a life Stoneforge. It's a oh, it's, Stoneforge Mystic. Okay, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a Yorion Blink deck. Because it has 80 cards. Yorion's in the sideboard. Oh, yes. There it is. Giver of Ruins, Skyclaves. Let's see. They're running the Fatal Elite Spellbinder. Fatal in the sideboard. Isolate. Elite Spellbinder, new card from Strixhaven. I love that card. Just the, facts, the fact that it just exiles a card from an opponent's hand and it puts that permanent tax on it, even if Spellbinder's gone. is super powerful. Interesting. Uh, fifth place, Salami. Uh, blue, black, white... We got Botsies, Adnaz. Serum Visions, draw cards. What's that? Adnaz. It's good Adnaz. to see. Yep, yeah, Adnazium. It's good to see that this deck hasn't wasn't completely hosed after losing uh, Simeon Spirit Guides because that was the primary way um, to do that. It shifted over to Thassa's Oracle as its primary win condition now because before it could do the uh, what was it Lightning Storm. You discard your cards in your hand, and you got to pay three. So you'd have Simeon Spear Guides, exile them, make three mana, discard your whole hand, and just dome them for 50 stuff. So, All right, sixth place. M-D-V, win. Looks like a form of burn slash prowess of some sort. Yeah, this Lavis, is prowess Lavis, burn. Uh, spike. Yeah, just Boros burn. The only yeah. prowess creature is Monastery Swift Spear, but Goblin Guides, Eidolon of the Great Revel. Nothing to... They're putting in Skullcrack in the main board. I'm guessing that's for the Heliod, uh, Heliod decks. Interesting. Uh, so seventh place, we have Mistake N with two Ns. This looks like a land... It's got to be some kind of a landfall deck. Maybe uh, not. A- Amulet Titan. What? Is it? Yep, Amulet of Vigor, Primeval Titan. That? Oh, Amulet of Vigor. Okay, Primeval Titan. I gotcha. Yeah, pretty uh straightforward. Nothing. This is just stock list of past. Nothing from, nothing from Strixhaven in this. And then I guess in eighth place we got Bacha, Bocha, U C H A, Bucha, Bacha. Yeah, I don't know. What is this one like? A flashback? Draw three cards. Dredge. More dredge. Yep. Oh, it's the same thing as the first one. Dredge. Yep, dredge. They just all dredge bullshit. They just. Uh, I mean, they made a top eight. They didn't do as well as, what was the first guy, Sodek? Sodek, yeah. yeah. Didn't do as well as Sodek, but made in the top eight, so that's something. Also running four Thrill of Discoveries in here. Yeah. Very good-looking modern standings, I'd say. Pretty diverse, but it's interesting to see that Dredge is now pulling up multiple in the top eight. Uh, previous weeks, you know, it was always like, is it Blitz or Prowess-esque of sorts? Yeah. Hex, yeah. Well, that should be it for that one. Moving on. We have the Channel Fireball, Fireball, Channel Fireball Pro Showdown. You want top eight for this one too? Yep, top eight. This one will be easier. It has like the deck names at least. It okay. actually has the names. Thank God for Channel Fireball. Yep. Well, yeah. first place, first place, John Food. I still hate the fact that they put food and magic. It's an interesting concept. You couldn't do know. treat, you know, like John Treat. No, it has to be, it has to be food. I don't know. I'm not a fan of food and, and magic. This is uh, a, second place. This is a historic that... event, by the way. Um, oh, for the showdown. Hex, yeah, it is. 
So first place, John Foods. Second place, is it Phoenix? Dude, is it Phoenix? Top, oh, top four. Okay. Yeah, just read down in order. Is like it that. Phoenix? Is it Phoenix? Top eight. Jeskai Control. Jeskai Control. Jeskai Control. Is it Phoenix? And then just all downhill from there. Yeah, the Jeskai Control. Within the top ones? eight. Within the top eight, if you're not playing either Is It Control or Jeskai or Jeskai Control or Is It Phoenix, you're not really seem like you're gonna make it. Yeah, with the the addition of Brainstorm and Memory Lapse, these decks are happy for that. Is It Phoenix has Faithless Looting in Historic, so those decks were bound to start showing in pro- or showing up in multitudes because. I don't know. Phoenix decks just have a following behind them of people that are like, that's my Phoenix. I'm part of that. It got taken away from us in modern. So we're going to play it in historic. And now we get brainstorm on top of that. It's interesting. I wonder how well is it Phoenix would do in legacy. Like, but yeah, those just guy control ones Kahir, they open orphan guard. So no creatures in them. Just, um, shark typhoons is the way to be making creatures. And yeah, Shark Typhoon. God. <laughs> Good old Shark Typhoon. Leave it up to that. Holds power, man. Holds, Holds power. power. All right. Okay. So now I suppose we're going to move on to the upcoming events. Modern Horizons 2 pre-release event via Spell Table. That's right. Via Spell Table, you can do your Modern Horizons 2 pre-release events. So the events coming up. The spell table pre-release events is stuffed with competition, gameplay, and fun over the next three days. Day one, Friday, June 11th, 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. Day two, Saturday, June 12th, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Day three, Saturday, June 13th, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. You can view all these details on mh2party.com. Battle for your team. Pick a team with your favorite inflectors and then earn points throughout the pre-release events to see which team rules. Sealed deck matches. The classic pre-release showdown using 40 cards. A deck build with six Modern Horizons Modern Horizons 2 packs. World boss match. Challenge a foe. No one can defeat alone in sim, uh, simulator, simularities. God, I can't say that. Simultaneous. Thank you. I got you. Three against one encounters streamed live on Discord. Between matches activities, take a breather after matches and earn points for your team by joining Magic Trivia and pack one, pick one game on Discord. Magic Trivia, oh boy. Not going to like Magic Trivia. Yeah, I didn't do that last time. Um, This is all going to be hosted on the Channel Fireball Discord. So you can join there and they'll have their discord teams that you could join in where it's like exclamation point team and the teams are uh team chatterfang team dakin team garth got those three teams to choose of from and there's a bunch of magic influencers that are in these you got the likes of talia vess martin yuza megan wolf ben wheeler pleasant kenobi Ashlyn Rose, Tappy Toe Claws, Olivia Gabbert Hicks, Amazonian, Voxy, Marshall Sutcliffe, Riley Knight, a- Adrian, and Gucci. So those would be the influencers that you'd be playing against. Descriptions and stuff, links below. All right, we'll move on then to the Insight 
Historic 5K. The Historic Open Tier 1 5K. Uh, the time is 5 a.m. PDT. Uh, entry fee $15 plus MTG uh, Melee. 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 Melee fee. Melee. Melee. 20, uh, sale price less until 6-4. Uh, after that, it's $20 plus the Melee fee. Format historic, best of three rounds, double elimination, two losses, and you are out of the event. Number of rounds, uh, subject to change, usually it's an 11 rounds. That's what you should be expecting. Prizes, first place, $1,250 plus 50 insights. Second, $750 US dollars uh, plus 30, do- uh, 30 insights. Third and fourth, 500 plus 15 insights. Uh, fifth through eighth, 200 plus 10 insights. Nine through 16, 100 US plus five insights. And 17 through 32nd, $25 and two insights. This seems pretty dope. Yeah, that is pretty, uh, pretty insane. Inside Esports coming up in the clutch here with a bunch of good online events. Right now, there's only five people enrolled. I mean, you have four days. Uh, of the time that we're recording this to register. We're going to have a cap of 512. Hex, yeah. Then, to Dan, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have no uh, BNRs this weekend, or this week. Hopefully, Thoughts of Oracle gets banned permanently from everything. <laughs> um, just because Thoughts of Oracle... because you can't beat it. No, it's just... I easily beat it. It's just... I've never... It's just a stupid card. Just... <laughs> Yeah, we've we've it's, made our peace with this on this podcast before. All of us here think it's, you know, like at least Madcap or not, uh, Mad, Mad Laboratory Maniac, you know, and Laboratory Chase, Maniac, Madcap yeah. Experiment. I'm going. So you're thinking of? I was, but uh, Laboratory Maniac, Chase Wielder of Secrets, not Wielder of Secrets, Wielder of Mysteries, like they're easier. It they're well, no, T three should just be banned too. I mean. It's gone in historic, and uh, it was gone in standard, I think, but it's still in modern. But um, with Jace and Labman and Thassa, it's like Thassa is a cast trigger. Like Labman and Jace, like they can all be interacted with before that shit happens. Yep. So it's like they're, they're putting, they've put Stifle into historic, and you know we have counter abilities in modern and stuff as well. I don't know. It's it's just it's stupid design. <laughs> Yep. So, anyways, uh, moving along to block tags, I have a couple this week. So they're gonna be based off of what's to come with Modern Horizons Two. Um, so the first one comes from I'm One Crazy Cat. Uh, they ask, "Good morning, Mark. Uh, who's more responsible for the consumer perception in or on a set? The set is called Modern Horizons Two, but had it been called anything else, I think." We'd have fewer people upset about the large amount of commander slash casual focus in the set. I love many of the cards spoiled so far, but they didn't align with my expectation for the set. I feel like I was misled into pre-ordering. Is this issue the focus of design team marketing? Question. Mark just back is uh, I think you have a mis you have a misleading idea of what modern is. Yes, high-end tournament play is com- is a component, but Modern is also a very popular casual play format where people play decks they enjoy playing, even if those decks don't have a great win percentage. 
Yeah, I think this question is just like goes off of trying to make the Modern Horizons 2. You mean Commander Horizons 2? Yeah. Oh, bullshit. Here's the thing. She, they, they seem like one of those people that's a standard slash whatever player. Yep. Where this one, this where for me, I mostly play modern. I play commander, but I love playing modern more than anything else. This set focuses on, I guess, if you want to call me a certain part of the magic community where I like playing modern. I don't like playing standard. This folk, this this bypasses standard and allows me to have basically a set of my own. Yeah. Where all the cards are dedicated towards me or people like me, if there are people like me, where everybody else standard, you have many more cards that come out repeatedly just for you and then eventually they make their they trickle their way down to me to be able to use them for whatever yep but this one just jumps straight to me and yeah there's a bunch of cards for commander but if you're if you're wondering why modern rises is a thing it's not because of standard standard sucks i feel a good argument against this is like if you're thinking that modern horizons 2 is for commander it's like well what about strixhaven strixhaven had actual commander products and they have some really prominent commander cards printed in the set as well i don't know it's just people finding a way to i don't know i i don't know what they're what what people's thoughts are they want to be mad because you can't play anything in standard that's it they wanted the lands they wanted those lands to be in there for standard just to break the game again no this person saying is that his expectation was for uh he was expecting modern but it seems that it's more commander and casual focus. It's like I don't know, man. Like all the cards that we've been seeing are what actually are you, competitively what are, what are viable. You, uh, other than that new commander that we just talked about a little ago, that we'll probably get into later. What what else are you looking at? The lands? Well, yeah, the lands you can play. You know, we, we bring up the fetch lands, but those are mostly played in modern, and those are huge in modern and legacy as well. Well, okay, well, that's legacy, that's that that's way. the thing. Modern, like Modern Horizon, or any modern set, isn't just for moderns. Everything that's vintage or legacy or commander it's the old cards that are getting reprinted so you can actually use them and not have to pay thousands of dollars for a card we got a mew in the chat saying shocking shockingly a product can appeal to more than one demographic watsy's doing their job they're making money doing it correctly but modern stuff is always more expensive yeah well, yeah, because it's the high-powered cards that are well, I mean, sought after. Exactly. Com- exactly. Commander, Commander raises a lot more of the prices oh, because oh, well, yeah, I, I the know reason that. why Crater Hoof is still expensive, it's not just because it's a modern deck, but you got Commander players wanting it. Well, you and it's so few. Well, how many the, printings of Crater Hoof are the red? There's a good amount. You got the original Avacyn one. There's a Jumpstart one. It got printed in a... <sighs> like, I mean, like an actual standard, like an actual set. Oh, actual printings. standard set was Avacyn Restored. So it's only been printed in two sets, Avacyn and then Jumpstart. Everything else is more of a, hey, buy this deck and you get Crater Hoof. Modern Masters 2017. So yeah, printed so three times. Three times. Okay. I love uh, I love the big uh, 1017. Gas, a Mew. Are you suggesting that you can play cards in other formats? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> big G. <laughs> That's good. No, right. It's it's just one of those things. Like some people are stuck in their lane and they can't think of anything else but their lane. Yeah, you get commander players that are like, "Commander's the biggest format, and it's all about commander." This is just me off the cuff, like thinking of of a thing here. Like, says command. Like, 
you tell a commander player, everybody knows that commander is the biggest format. And so they're like, this is our format now. All cars should be printed just for commander. It's like, hold on, hold on, back off. There's more ways to play the game than just fucking commander. But here's the thing, though. Every card is printed for commander. No, no, not every card is printed for commander. Look at all the draft chat but that's here, but good here's, in but drafting. He, but You're forgetting about draft as but, uh, well. But I'm, that's not what I'm saying. Every card can be played in commander unless it's yes. on the very small ban list. Right. So every card technically is printed for commander is what I was just trying to make a f- joke out. Oh, okay, okay. I wasn't saying, no, every card's meant for commander and commander only. <laughs> no, I was just making a little side joke. It's like, hey, every card technically is printed for commander. Smart. Unless it's banned. But no, uh, no, I agree. Um, it's this deck or this set i guess isn't mainstream competitive modern it's more for the jinky brewers of modern dude no wait hold on what say that again well so janky brewers yeah the janky brewers Hmm. it's it's the new set of it's the new uh podcast episodes we're gonna have home brews with home or yeah home brews with hometown brews janky brews with hometown brews it's 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 coming y'all it's coming. We're like, working on stuff. It's yeah. funny because nobody else gets that except for you and me, man, about the janky brews. I, I, I do get that. I do get that. I, I know. Think, I said I nobody Danny, else gets it but you and I. I. I think Danny, that went over his head, too. Yeah, probably. It did. It did. <laughs> but anyways, uh, moving along to uh, our, our next one. So this is, again, based off of any of... For anyone who's seen the spoilers, you'll understand this. Uh, so this one comes from Aaron Loves MTG. Yes. Uh, why does Garth get around their reserve list? How? Not why. How? Fine. How? Or why? Same thing. <laughs> Same <laughs> difference. Just different words. So Garth is not on the reserve list, and is and generating effects from cards on the reserve list is not forbidden by the reserved list. So the reason why they're asking about this is Garth's ability. Um. Again, we'll get back to this later on. Let me pull up his abilities real quick. You have him choose a card that hasn't been chosen from among the next five cards before. So you have Disenchant, Brain Geyser, Terror, Seven or Shivan, Shivan Dragon, uh, Regrowth, and the Black Lotus. Create a copy of that card from the chosen name. You may cast that copy. Um, so you have to pay its mana cost or mana value. Sorry. No, 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 no. So We're actually, not saying I, that here. <laughs> We're not saying that here. That that, Mana, that C, is that MC. right there is just there. We go. You just you just brought JB to life. <laughs> Man of value can eat it. No, I I, can eat I the biggest of ones it can find. <laughs> Man of value sucks. Anybody who likes Man of value can eat it too. So the whole debacle with Garth came from the fact that it has the Black Lotus on text on its on its card and saying hey you can play with black lotus in modern now because of it and everyone's pissed off because like hey you you're you're just gonna wreck the the cost of the black lotus because of this card but but you're not printing the black lotus you're just make you just allowing this card to make a copy of it as a token no not a token well you get a cop. Yeah, you make a copy of the spell, and you like quote unquote can get the spell. You have to make your tokens because they ain't. They're not yeah, reprinting. Yeah, I get that. You can find your Shivan dragons for cheap though. You can like have your Shivan. Well, you can get a lot of those side. for cheap. Yeah, they're all cheap cards except for the fact that it's Black Lotus. And the thing that makes Black Lotus important, if I'm not mistaken, on a fourth, uh, on the lore part of this, Garth One Eyed was one of the first uh, characters introduced into the story part of Magic. Yep. 
if I'm not mistaken, uh, for those out there, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he was the one that created the Black Lotus. So, so I, I was uh, looking at article. I, I think it was one of the guys from Fargo here on the paradoxes. These five spells are the spells that he cast. Okay, okay. So they're... in in this in in the lore, these are the five things that he used. Okay. Um. So that is why with him you can tap, create a copy of it, and cast it. Flavor win for sure. So this this would go into our idea of doing a lore podcast on magic, getting into things like this. But that's just one thing that I heard or read. So it's just. I don't know. I don't know if this guy's gonna be legal for a while, and and really, so the guy's cost is Uberg, and he doesn't have haste. So the soonest you can use this without ramping like crazy is turn six. A turn six black lotus is really worthless in modern. Turn six gets you to nine, but yeah, like in, if you but if you're I mean, wait- in modern though, if you're waiting five turns, like this card, I can definitely see. You know, the argument of like, oh, this is more commander mindset in mind. But exactly. there are people online that have already been working on deck lists oh, yeah. of Garth Pe- to be able people, to get Black pe- Lotus and stuff. And not just in modern either, like into legacy as the, well. That's the thing. People have already created a turn three infinite with this card. See? And it's not even using Black Lotus. It's because of uh, Dragon. Shivan Dragon. They, they, it's a turn three, Shiv- or like a turn three or turn four infinite with Shivan Dragon. It's his ways of casting cards that. Get this guy out sooner, and just creating a crap ton of dragons. I think we shared it the yeah, one day. It was on um, Commander Spellbook. Yeah, exactly that one. Yeah, like what was it three days after it got spoiled? They already had the combo out there. Yeah, people so, found it. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't know. It, it, it the they're not going to be printing a token of the cards so that way you can like have the spell because it's you know the spell and stuff, which is unfortunate. So. So I in I was we were talking about the, uh, me and Keegan were talking about that work. I was like, it'd be easy enough to make a token for each of those spells, but make them like emblems, like a like a planeswalker emblem. Just have the same thing. I couldn't you just use the copy ones that are already out there? When you yeah. when you copy something, they already have the the copy uh, token cards. Couldn't you just use those instead? You don't even have to. You don't even have to use those. Just yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they can be those. out there, or just or just make like Should a treasure up. token of with the name and their ability, not have the artwork or something. I don't know. It's just people are getting butt hurt, butt hurt over nothing, or making things up so that you can get butt hurt. However you want to put it. Why wouldn't you want the price of the Black Lotus to come down? Then you could buy it. Uh, it's it's not coming down far enough for people to buy it. I don't know. Still, why. <laughs> still, print it. You don't know, print it. It's good. print it. It's a good aspiration to have to get a black lotus. Like that's one of the it's one of those weird things. And this this goes into like collecting magic, magic being a piece of cardboard that has huge monetary value behind it and wizards promise of the reserve list. Like it's a whole mixture of everything that makes I don't know, puts people up in arms on either side of the fence. It's like, keep the reserve list. We have money back here because of it. Or abolish the reserve list because we want to buy these cards at a cheaper price. Honestly, to that, uh, I think it's better just to keep the reserve list. Like, it's it's, it's it's an uphill battle to try and abolish the reserve list, you know? I'm going to say it here, going to say it now. Keep it. What the fuck does it matter? Let all the people who have all that fucking money have all those fucking cars just like sit in their high castles, do their shit. Like it's 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 gonna mean jack shit to us. Watsy's already shown that they're gonna be printing workarounds to reserve list cards. We got Wheel of Misfortune. We have uh, Wheel of Fate. 
because uh, Wheel of Fortune was a, is a reserve list card, but they're showing that they can do workarounds to yep. print these. You have Lotus Bloom, Jewel which Lotus. is suspended. Yeah, and Jewel Lotus, like those are suspended or those are copies of like a Black Lotus, you know, uh, adjacent Lotus metal. Lo- yeah. Black Lotus adjacent and stuff. Yeah, yeah, things like that. So how does uh, I must have missed this? How does having a Black Lotus token, like it's just a token card? It just it would say token Black Lotus. How does that? No, depreciate it, the value of if no if they were to make if they were to make that how would that depreciate the value of the Black Lotus card itself just because it says Black Lotus on there in token? Yeah, that's what most people are pissed off about. Um, it's so I know one person I talked with, they were just mad because it says Black Lotus. Oh, you, you create a copy of Black Lotus. Black Lotus. Black. It's Black. It's, it's just the fact that you create a copy of Black Lotus. The number one card in Magic. Yeah, because it specifically doesn't say a token of Black Lotus. So they can't, like, just pack a, you know, their metaphorical token and shit and stuff in there. It's it's one of those things. You have it or you don't. And people that are like, well, now I'm going to complete the set. It's like, go support, like, artists online that make proxies of these cards. Yeah. You got the proxy guy that does this stuff. A whole bunch even, though, of even though it doesn't say token, it still says copy. So therefore, yep. you know it's not an actual thing. You're just casting the copy. Yep. Create a copy of the card. Yeah, it's a copy. So you know it's not the actual thing. Yeah. No, it's yeah. so why not just make a token of it, or 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 just or even better yet, just put copy Black Lotus copy or Sylvan Dragon copy. But make that into the card now. Why 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 keep it to you know artifacts or? Yeah. Or, they they should have they should have well. They can't put token in there because you can't can't cast tokens. Um, but yeah, well, then just put copy on there. Well, which they do. Just put Black Lotus copy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Therefore, it's not Black Lotus. It shouldn't appreciate the value of the Black Lotus. And it won't. And everybody can go happy because they can have a special card that says, "Oh, Black Lotus, cool, look at that." But it just says copy on it. No, yeah, I, I make those, I, make I, those cards, make those what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven ish, six, seven ish, whatever. Make those their own separate things, and then just put copy as the the, the text on there. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't. If everybody's mad that it's just going to say Black Lotus, just put copy on there. Therefore, it separates. They're two separate cards. Yeah, one's the actual Black Lotus. The other one's the copy of the Black Lotus. You know, stuff that like this that just seems intuitive or like right there for us. I don't know, like wizard. I don't know what wizard Scott's going on with things like this. The reserve list definitely puts a whole, a whole monkey wrench and shit like this. But you have gonna... all the whales complaining. <laughs> oh, I, and I want the I want the reserve alert on the reserve list to stay because I have a card on the reserve list that it actually is worth money now. So. See, that's the thing. It's like that's what I'm saying. Just keep the reserve list as a thing. Other copies, more functional copies, better cops, copies that are going to be printed a lot more are are going to be out there. Wheel of Misfortune, Commander Legends is a set that was printed a lot. You know, you can find that cheap and that's just as good as a, uh, a Wheel of Fortune. You just got suspended. No, no, Wheel of Misfortune. The, yeah. Uh, Wheel of Fate is the one with suspend. Oh. Yeah. The Wheel of Misfortune was too. No, uh, Wheel of Misfortune, same cost. You choose a number and things happen at that point. I can't remember the exact text oh. of the card. But, like... What to those that want to aspire to get old cards, like do it. You know, if that's what you want, if that's the road you want to go down, do it. Just understand it's going to be hard as fuck because mm-hmm. first off, people are already getting reserve list cards like graded and stuff like crazy. If you're wanting to play with these cards, you're not going to find it very easily due to the fact. 
due to the fact that they're getting slabbed up. These cards are getting slabbed up. You're not going to find good cards to play with in person. They're all going to be shit cards. Yeah. And even the shit cards are getting slapped. I don't know. It's reserve list talk. Let's have a let's have an is, after, is this is this the part where we just say quit your bitching and yes, move on? Let's, <laughs> yes. I'm I'm sorry, I have two two blog attacks that are kind of controversial. <laughs> How Man. dare you do this to <laughs> us? Yeah, hold on, hold on. How long did that go? That was twenty minutes. You're welcome. Twenty minute blog attacks. You're welcome. Oh my god. That means we had a good topic. It Way is. to go. Good job, Danny. I got Way two to go. good ones. Yeah. Kudos. I know, I'll give you that. I actually did something this week. Let's let's blow through these quickies here real quick, Trent. Okay. News quickies. All right. This Thursday, the best day of the year. June 3rd, the best day of the year. No, mm. today is the best day of the year. No, 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 no. June 3rd is the best day of the year. No, today there is. will be the release of uh, Modern Horizons 2 for Magic the Gathering Online only. And the following week on June 11th, the pre-release will take place in either your TT LGS or over no, spell table. In your LGS. That was a typo on my part, my bad. <laughs> T-E-E. How does T-E-E and your make it? Never mind. We're done. I don't know. I was typing on my phone. Probably fucked up there somehow. <laughs> Fat fingered. In either your LGS or over spell table. All right. And we talked about the spell table stuff earlier. Links above. Yep. Next uh, next in the quickies, Wizards of the Coast is a sponsor of DigiPride 2021. So DigiPride is back for their 2021 season, which runs from June to August here on the gaming magazine and across Twitch. Events include a digital drag show, DigiPride panels, specialist Let's Play streams, weekly Rainbow Arcade DigiPride streams, special episodes of the gaming podcast live, and more to be revealed. Among with other sponsors, there's Xbox, Sega, Sold Out, Metatonic, and 2K Games. Links in the description down below. They got the schedule and stuff going, uh, listed up here. There's like Space Invaders, Stream Queens, Queer Game Market Panel, and stuff like that. So links below for that if you are down to be part of the gaming community. But now, the juicy topics we have. I don't know, juicy topics. Uh, juicy cards to talk about. We already we already covered one in good detail, I'd say here. Garth One Eyed. Yep. I think we can leave that guy alone. Mm-hmm. So, as of today, we first just... first off, yeah, we're just gonna like talk about. Well, let's let's each give us like five cards just scrolling down so far that we each like and try and summarize it quick and see what happens there. I know we'll go in tangents, so I want to do the squirrel. Okay, that was mine. Which squirrel? Don, you can have it. The squirrel. Chatterfang? The Squirrel General. Yes, Chatterfang the Squirrel General. Two generic, one green. Legendary creature, Squirrel Warrior. Forest Walk. If one or more tokens would be created under your control, those tokens plus that many 1-1 green squirrel creature tokens are created instead. Then you can pay a black. Sacrifice X squirrels. Target creature gets minus X or plus X minus X until end of turn. Hell yeah. Yep, yep. I'm happy. I'm happy about that. So squirrels not only are going to be getting uh, an even stronger presence in commander, but they're also going to have a super strong presence in modern now because of this. Like there's a modern deck here and green black squirrels fight me at it. <laughs> it's there. I'm making you, it. I can't wait. I'm going to try and build it. I, there we go. Is that going to be one of our uh, Golgari Squirrel Elves home brews with hometown brews? Maybe. There we go. Another another squirrel oh, card in there uh, that was announced today. Or, yeah, today we have a Chitter Spitter. 
green two artifact. Say that ten times fast. Chitter spitter, chitter spitter, chitter spitter, chitter spitter, chitter spitter, chitter spitter. Oh my god, that's so it's rough. I was keep going. Chitter spitter, chitter spitter, chitter spitter, chitter spitter, chitter spitter. Done, 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 done. at the beginning of your upkeep, you may sacrifice a token. If you do put an acorn counter on chitter spitter, squirrels you control get plus one plus one for each acorn counter on chitter spitter, and then it has an activated ability of green tap. Create a 1-1 green squirrel creature token. Nice. It feeds into itself. It makes all the other tokens, your squirrel tokens. I mean, squir- it doesn't have to be squirrel tokens that get the buff. It's just squirrels in general get the buff. Like, this This could be This could be good. The amount of squirrels that you get. We already talked about that one drop enchantment one that makes a squirrel and then comes back to your hand when something happens. Yep. Oh, my God. Is that seriously a green uh, nor in the weary? Yeah, but it's an enchantment. Somewhat. It's an enchantment. Uh not when anybody casts a spell. Let's see. I'll find it just for you, Trent, here. I know oh, no, that's okay. It was, one of, it was one of the first uh, things. Spoiled. Actually, let's go this way. Don't release by spoiler date. Sort by color. There we go. This will help a hell of a sort lot faster. Sort by color. Yeah, man. This will help a lot faster to try and find things. In the black, the black, the red, and the green. There we go. Do, do, do. Where's that enchantment? Not that one. Not that one. Oh. I got a card I want to talk about. Uh, Danny, tell your card while I'm trying to find this. Oh, uh, of course I just found it. I, Squirrel well, Sanctuary. Of course I just found it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Squirrel Sanctuary, green enchantment. When Squirrel Sanctuary oh, enters yeah. the battlefield, get a green squirrel. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, you may pay one, and then you can return to your hand. So you got to pay. So. Yeah. So uh, for those who hate Tron, card for you, Void Mirror. It's a two-drop artifact. Whenever a player casts a spell, if no colored mana was spent to cast it, counter that spell. It does more than Tron as well. Well, yeah, or, yeah. My, my As foretold is going to get smoked by things like this. This is definitely being sideboarded into all my decks. Yeah. Yeah. Cascade, it also smokes out because, you know. And those are all decks that people use. Yep. Um, bring to light style decks because you get to cast it without paying its mana cost. Yep. Uh, with bring Anyone to light. who's using uh, Aether Vials? Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. No, Aether Vials puts into play. It's not casting. Voidmere says if it's cast oh, without suppose, mana. Yeah. So Aether Vial does get around that. Omniscience, but, though, because you can cast without ma- paying mana. Correct. Yes. Um, not too many Omniscience decks, but uh, well, still, in, in right. Legacy, Omnishow, that's a deck I know of. Omnishow. So that could be a good piece for, uh, to fight Omnishow, then. But the real Tron hate. No, it, you're not playing. That's mine. You're doing that one's mine, too. <sighs> okay, fine. That um, is, I've, I've already called that one. Okay, you got that one. I will talk about probably a card that I'm, I... I'm confused on a card here. Which card? I don't know if you guys have this one or not. Is it? It's a black card that I'm looking at. Do you guys have that one? That I, I don't want to take it if it's somebody else's. No, go ahead, read it. So, Brad's Cobble Minion. It's oh, being Bra- reprinted. Braid's uh, Cabal Minion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two generic, two black, legendary creature, human minion. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player sacrifices an artifact, creature, or land. Now, it's legal in legacy and vintage only. Commander, it's banned, and that's all it says. Correct. It's restricted from any other format, but it's getting reprinted. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be interesting. It's a human. <laughs> so, it's a human. So that whole that whole thing about it's all meant for Commander. This card cannot be played in Commander. Yeah, right. Here we go. Fight us. <laughs> Braid's Cabal Minion, though, could be good in human-style decks because it's a human. Uh, humans have very strong synergy, and just the fact that this is just like 
a, a very taxing piece. Oh, smallpox, you know, like smallpox decks would totally, mm-hmm. it'd be hard for them to get to four mana though. Hmm. Live thinking out loud here. Smallpox, yeah, you don't really want to be casting anything at four in a smallpox style deck because that's, no. that's like the rack. Rack has smallpox in there for that. Oh. Maybe. But humans, question mark, with braids? Yeah, but only in Legacy and and uh, Vintage. And Modern. This doesn't say Modern. It will be legal and Modern when Modern Horizons 2 comes out. I suppose, yeah. Well, that makes sense. So you find the card, Matt? Do, do, do. Or do you want me to do mine? Yeah, you can do your card. Okay. I'll, I'll find another one. So, another Tron Hate card. Obsidian Charmoth. It's a red, red, three. Dragon, the spell costs one last cast for each land your opponent's control that could produce a generic um, mana symbol. Um, has flying as a 4-4. When Charmal enters the battlefield, destroy target non-basic land and opponent controls. Yeah, this thing is good. Any red deck? So if you're on the play against Tron, uh, they have two Tron pieces out. That reduces this by two, making it three mana to cast. So on your turn three, you can tag one of their Tron pieces and have a 4-4 uh, as backup yep even if you're behind if they're on the play it's even better because then you got on if they're on th- uh, three they're probably going to be casting their um eldrazi or their karn yep and something like that but then you can drop this take one of their lands and have a four four to be uh, threatening that karn or that ugin with at least with ugin they're gonna have to they can't plus it to deal three damage to it and i don't think it'll have enough uh loyalty in ugin will to neg exit to kill this after one turn no karn would get it it would exile it down yeah because you that's if they drop another piece of tron after you blow up one piece so this card is you always go against what is it tower uh, tower you always go after tower tower is always the right choice oh man so here's here's a bit of a salt report (laughs) mid mid salt report oh no oh no and i saw this place this play live yeah this play was live so uh, same situation. I was on the play. It was my turn three. I had a pillage in hand. This is game two against that Ooh. Tron player. So I had pillage in hand to destroy a land or uh, to destroy a land. Uh, my opponent had a Urza's power plant and an Urza's mine. Oh no! So I knew they were oh, gonna no. have Tron, and I'm like, I gotta choose which one of these to blow up. And I have a deep, a deep feeling that they're gonna have either one. Uh, they're gonna have either the mine or the power plant still in hand along with the tower. And so I'm like. Okay, it's a 50-50 shot. What's it going to be? So I blow up the power plant, or I blow up the mine, and I'm like, okay, let's hope nothing happens. Next turn, drops down the mine. And I'm like, <laughs> I thought I got it. Because then after that, he, you know, he played his Tron piece, and I was out of there at that point. But yeah, uh, late late salt report there with that. But I, I, I got a card. I got, I got a card here. I'm going to keep it in red. Oh, oh man. Uh, I'll start with Flame Blitz. This is a goofy card. It's a cyborg card, 100%. Single red enchantment. At the beginning of your end step, Flame Blitz deals 5 damage to each Planeswalker. And it has Cycling 2. At the beginning of your end step. So you're casting this, you're dropping this down, and you're just instantaneously blasting something for 5 at the beginning at the, at the beginning of your end step every turn. You're going to take out Teferis, Jaces, Narsets, and stuff like that. Uh, it'll it'll weaken Ugin. It'll weaken Karn. I'm trying to think of like what other prominent planes. Why kills Liliana? <laughs> Plus, it only one kills a Liliana. Well, it kills a lot of planeswalkers, if not all planeswalkers. Yeah, because not many planeswalkers can get over five in one turn. 
Unless you're playing Super Friends. Yeah, well, yeah, but in, in Commander, if you're playing Super Friends stuff like that, but that's yeah, for, the only thing for can modern, get right away. For modern, for modern, no, yeah. modern, no. I got a card here if you guys are ready. Uh, one more thing about that, uh, that uh, Flame Blitz, the art. So we all remember the curses from the Commander product, where it's like uh, Curse of Opulence, uh, Curse of Terror, and stuff like that, where there's this Planeswalker in the art that is always having this bad luck happen to him. He's the one that's getting burnt here. <laughs> so I just found that funny. But yes, Trent, go on. Uh, I want to move to uh, Colorless. Okay. So we have uh, Academy Academy Manufacturer. Three Colorless Artifact Creature Assembly Worker. Legendary. If you would create a clue, food, or treasure token, instead create one of each. He's a 1-3. Boom. Anybody that plays either one of those can just create all those. Yeah. Uh let people play play treasures and foods in and clues, I guess, too, in uh modern. One of the prominent the two of the prominent clue makers are Titleist Tracker and Thraben Inspector. Uh this could be like just kind of like win more in those style of decks. This could though bring to bring to light a very good treasure style token, because there are a lot of decks that want to be making treasures, especially with the Prismari command. If you have this out in a Prismari command, making a treasure and a food and a clue seems pretty good. So there's definitely good synergies that can come from this. And then, you know, of course, in Commander, this is going to be a solid card if your deck is going to be based around food, clues, or treasures. I mean, treasures are in there. You got um, Dockside Distortionist. It could be be any of them. Just pick one, you get all. Dockside Distortionist with this thing is going to be bonkers because it makes treasures equal to the number of enchantments and artifacts your opponents control. And so... Let's just say that there's five out there, and you cast Dockside Extortionist while this is out. You're going to get 15 tokens. Five clues, five foods, five treasures. That doesn't seem half bad to me. So with Chatterfang, do you get a scroll for each one of those tokens? Uh, how is Chatterfang worded? Whenever a token gets created? Yes. Yeah, you'd get it. Yeah, you would create so you'd get three squirrels. Yeah. Three fucking squirrels with that. <laughs> awesome. Uh... So the next card that I'm waiting for from before for my uh, green white soul sister deck is uh herd Ballath. green green three it's a creature a beast creature uh, whenever one or more plus one plus one counters are put on herd Ballath, create a four four green uh, beast creature token so with uh soul sisters and heliad combo it's infinite yep. and, until you decide to stop it. So yeah, that's just where my my white weenie deck is going to become green white monstrous or what's the word I'm looking for? Just big, big and wide. Yeah, it's gonna go very wide. I'm excited for when you get that deck put together, man. Hundred percent. This thing's gonna crush. I know it. Hopefully, I'll just need to get some more Tron hate in it. I'm gonna kind of cheat with this one because I got two cards that are lands that are getting reprinted into modern uh, for the first time. Like they're now gonna be modern legal. First up, we have Mishra's Factory. It's a land, taps to add colorless. You pay one, Mishra's Factory becomes a 2-2 assembly worker artifact creature token, uh, creature until end of turn. It's still a land, and it has an activated ability of tap target assembly worker creature gets plus one, plus one till end of turn. Uh, one of the big things in Rack, the Rack decks, they have Mutavolts and stuff in there, and this could be just a strictly better upgrade for those. Uh, because if you have multiple Mutavolts 
or multiple mistress factories out, the other ones are going to tap to make the two, two bigger. So like if you have two mistress factories, you make one a creature and then you swing and it's a three, three. So three mana for a three, three, pretty good on rate, which is good for a deck strategy that doesn't really have a board presence because it's always discarding cards. If you just play this, it doesn't seem too shabby. No, it's a good blocker at least. Right. And then the other one, the one that I'm more excited about is lip lip tried is Riptide Laboratory. This one just got announced today. It's getting printed into Modern. It is a land that taps for cardless, and you pay blue one tap, return target wizard you control to its owner's hand. This and Snapcaster, this and Venser, Shaper Savant, are in fucking love. Like, I have I have a, a, a mono blue wizards deck. Danny knows about this with Voidmade Prodigy, where I just sack wizards to draw, to counter spells and to draw cards and stuff. And as a way to, like, protect you know my wizards from getting like pathed or board wiped and stuff like this a uh a riptide laboratory would be really good so not only in that but in like control decks too like if you're primary running snapcasters and stuff this wouldn't be too bad of an addition i'd say though having a more a higher density of wizards in your deck could be necessary to get its full effects and the blue players i was saying green gets all the good cards <laughs> matt Speaking of uh, being in love, I found a card I'm in love with. Ooh, let's hear it. It's uh, Sivilin of Sky and of Sea and Sky. One colorless, two oh. blue, legendary creature, Murpho God. Yep. Sivilin, uh, Siv- oh, Sivilin, whatever, Seven. of the Sea and Sky has indestructible as long as you control two other Murfolk. Whenever this card attacks, draw a card. Other Murfolk you control have Ward one. And it's a three four. Boom! Extra protection for my Merfolk. I'm so happy. Yeah, you got. A, I was just about to say you got a Merfolk deck. So the, so happy. And this is like oh. th- this thing's a god. It becomes indestructible if you control two other Merfolk. So it's like this card might make modern Merfolk a thing again. Yeah, we haven't seen modern mo- Merfolk in a long time. It's because it had nothing. It, it didn't bring any. No cards were printed to help out after Dominaria. I think it was. My question, um, my yeah. question is, uh, Merfolk can go like green, white, or blue, white, or blue, green. Primarily, when they go blue, white, they have the Unsettled Mariner, the changeling that all spells get. It has Ward two on all your uh, creatures that shares a type with it. Is this going to replace it? Just because it's more powerful? Probably. Okay. Uh, more than likely, I'm not sure. It's one more mana. But the fact that it's a three four and can be indestructible, making it harder for it to lose indestructible. Because if you have two well, mer- merfolk out, yes, it, it, it's got indestructible as long as you have two or more merfolk out. It replenishes your hand when this card attacks, and the ability in modern to easily make you uh, easily make it so you can attack on with unblockable creatures is easy. Yeah, giving stuff island walk. Other creatures get island walk, and you just find a way to give them an island. It's pretty simple. And then this card also makes it so you can protect your other merfolk. So if you have, um, uh, it's a card I'm thinking of, the one where uh, you must pay an extra two for spells and abilities. Unsettled, unsettled Mariner? No, 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 no. If, if a spell targets a merfolk you control, it have to, you have to pay two. The hell is that? God dang it. Couldn't help you. I don't play merfolk. I, I, yeah, I'm drawing I can't remember. Oh, my well, God. Well, as you guys ramble on trying to figure out what you want, or... What card it was? Uh, my next card is Peru the Volatile. 
It is black, black, white, white, red, red, two legendary creature, elder dragon. Flying lifelink, at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice Peru the Voltile unless you pay red, white, black. And when Peru dies, it deals 7 damage to each non-legendary creature. It's a 7-7. Seven, seven. It's, it's a commander with basically Wrath of God as, uh, as his ability that you can trigger whenever you want at the beginning of your upkeep. Or just have Pola, Warden of Waves is what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay, okay. Also with Peru here, um, I think this is how it works. So when Peru dies, it deals the seven damage. Maybe it doesn't work. I was about to say, I think because it has lifelink, you gain seven life off of that. But I don't think so. I no, because it, be it has out. to be on the field right, for it to gain lifelink. I have a card here that I think magic is just fucking with us now. Let's hear it. <laughs> are you sure you want to hear this one? Are, are you going okay. to be able to pronounce this name? No. <laughs> Come on, give it, it a is, try. It, magic is try. fucking with us right now, it so is, I'll give no, my best college try here. So here's the thing, little backstory. It's a real card. It's a real person, I know. all <laughs> the way from stupid. Alpha. So it's Asmora, Asmoranamardiskadmistinakaldurakar. Yep. I don't know. Uh. It has no mana cost, but that's probably coming later. Legendary creature, human wizard, legendary. Uh, as long as long as you're dis- you've discarded a card this turn, you may pay a hybrid of black or red to cast this spell. When this card can eat a dick, I'm not going to pronounce it again, enters the Asmora. battlefield, you may search your library for a card named the Underworld Cookbook. Reveal it, put it into your hand, and shuffle your library. Sacrifice two foods. Uh, target, uh, target creature deal, deals six damage to itself. Now, the Underworld Cookbook is one colorless artifact. Tap it, discard a card, create a food token. Uh, pay for, tap it, sacrifice the Underworld Cookbook, return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Dan, you Magic is fucking with us. So, uh... The other day, I actually, when this got released in Discord, I actually broke it up. Um, find it real quick. While you're finding that, I will make my attempt at this. Uh, I know Gavin Verhey, he posted a video on how to pronounce it and stuff. Asmor- well, I'm glad you guys told me now, you dicks. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> uh, Asmorano Mantecasti de Tina Kuldakar. I was close. Not even close. I was close. You better better than I was. Asmorano <laughs> Mondi Kadea Istinakuldakar. So it's literally it's literally discarding cards to basically board wipe ish because you're just making creatures deal damage to themselves. Yep. The the real question is is like in the the the, the cat oven style decks like are they gonna have no, you're not going to be having prominence with this card because you're sacking the t- tokens to be dealing damage. But this gives you another option in those cat oven sack decks. Yeah. Like, you make food. Bring it back. Get a food. Just because you need two cats in the oven to make two foods so that way it can deal six damage to something. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested in this now. Could be something. Danny, you got the. Yeah, I found it. Found- I, I found it where I broke it up. Okay. Uh, so it's Asmora no mar de kata insta na call dar car or da car. You still couldn't say it, and you have the freaking broke down version. <laughs> well, I have a speech impediment, so leave me the fuck alone. 
Oh, my God. But uh, I was reading the article, and they just call it Asmore. That was from the article from... We just Matt. call it Dakar. <laughs> what? Yeah, you can. I was I'm going to cast Dakar. I was going to say, I'd, I'd just call it Asmora. Okay, my card I want to talk about is Archon of Cruelty. Black Black 6 for a 6-6 six, six Archon creature. Flying. When Archon of Cruelty enters the battlefield or attacks, target opponent sacrifices a creature or a planeswalker, discards a card, and loses three life. You draw a card and gain three life. Nice. It's an ETB or attacks. This is what Kroxa wishes he could be. But this can fit into those Kroxa style decks. Because it's it's just a creature. You can unburial rights this thing, which is a very powerful card. You get a return a creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. There's a new card called Persist in Commander or in uh, Modern Horizons. This isn't for Commander Matt. Black one, sorcery, return target, not legendary creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield with a neg one, neg one counter on it. So for two mana, the ability persist got an actual card. Yeah. You get a five, you'd get a five, five that enters the battlefield. Your opponent sacks a creature or a planeswalker, discards a card and loses three life. Like the amount of recurring, because then you got like barter in blood is another way to recur this thing. Um, I don't know. Like this card, I know that there's going to be good things that can happen with this card. Dredge is going to get nice. No, reanimator completely. Right now... I'm the, just saying Dredge. What, what I is... suppose they had to cast it, but... Yeah. My, I guess my my next pet card is uh, getting reprinted in Modern. And it's Mirage Wake. <laughs> yeah, it is. And the art looks sick. Yeah, the their full alternative art one. Not the uh, sketch art, but the full art. If I'm not mistaken, I think this art is also printed as a commander one, right? Nope. No, that's no, the first that's time it. being printed. It's the only time being printed like that. Okay, for some reason, I thought that there's... Yeah, there was just the the Soul Sisters, basically, and then the orb. Yep, that one's good. The art on it is so good. It's going to reprint. Yep. It kind of needs it. Being up in the uh, the t- almost $30, $25, $30 range does kind of suck. Yep. I think we're well over our five each. Are we? I don't know about that. But uh, my next one <laughs> is uh, Yavi Maya, Cradle of Growth, Legendary Lands. Each land is a force in addition to its other types. Yep, yep. It's the uh, Cabal Coffers for green. And speaking of that, <laughs> or, uh, that's keeping your pit to do? Urborg. It's the Urborg of uh, <laughs> green. But yeah, Cabal Coffers is the same too. So Yavimaya, I'm excited for this one because in Infect, I think this card is easily going to be going into blue-green Infect. One of the biggest things that is its downfall when it sometimes makes it into the late game is that Ink Moth Nexus taps for colorless. And this will now make Ink Moth tap for green, which could be important. Good. So Modern Infect could be wanting this card. And of course, Commander players are going to want this card. Though to be fair, Commander players want all the cards. Well, this says, this set isn't for Commander players. Back off, we've already, set, we've already set, settled this. It's for modern players. Are supposed to be Trent. You got a card? He's like, oh, I, no. He's like, I quit. Oh no! So, um, Void Mirror, two colorless artifact, legendary. Whenever a whenever a player casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast it, counter that spell. You want to tell him, or do you want me to? I've already talked about it. <laughs> huh? No, I'm I'm just looking at it. It's oh yeah, setting to see. <laughs> I have another one. Did you guys do the sword of uh, hearth and home? We, we have not. not. A brand new freaking sword. One of the uh, two so far. Yeah, yeah there's three, yeah, there's three, three swords left. Colorless, 
uh, artifact, equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and has protection from green and white. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, exile up to one target creature you own. Search your library for a basic land card. Put both cards into the battlefield under your control, then shuffle. Equip two. This this card is really good. Blink-style decks, like, I don't know necessarily in modern if the Yorion Blink decks would want an equipment like this, but Stoneforge... This could be something in the Stoneforge package, maybe. It's I, I think I think the the green the green decks are gonna like it because I'm like uh I'm just I don't know if it's more of a commander for me technically, I think. It's those the ETBs who getting land, that's just another landfall yeah, that's trigger what, for it. Is this card, Danny, in your opinion, better than Sword of the Alchemist and Commander then? What's Alchemist? Sword of the Alchemist is I don't know many of the swords, sadly. Or is it Alchemist Sword? I don't know. You tell me. You're the you're the guy who got me into magic. Sign Alchemist, Arcanist, sort of something. Just type sword, sort of. Animist, Alchemist, sort of the Animist. Two mana, two two equipped. Legendary artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one plus one. When equipped creature attacks, you may search your library for a basic land card. Put it on the battlefield. Tap then shuffle your library. This is a pl- uh, three mana. So one more mana for. All, all in all, because uh, Sword of the Animist is four mana total to 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 use, and Sword of Home and Hearth is five. But it gets you plus two, plus two, green, pro green, pro white, and it blinks a creature and gets you a land. Yep, and that creature that you blink usually is going to have an ETB. Yep. So that could be another land. It could That's also be another... another another creature or spell that you can activate and all that fun stuff exactly okay Dude, this so yeah card this, is... this card is definitely better than sword of animus i love this card i'm excited to okay so there are still the uh, we talked about this last week there's the demir sword that we haven't seen yet the gruel sword that we haven't seen yet and wasn't the rakdos no the rakdos of sinew and steel that came out in last modern horizons um because we got the five swords and two swords last which were uh, azorius simic uh, no, Simic is body and mind. Uh, Azorius? No, that is Azorius. Yeah, Azorius is Light and Justice. That was out in the last. Oh, Light and Justice. Okay. Uh, Golgari. It's the Golgari. No, Golgari was already made. Uh... <laughs> Matt, <sighs> listen to the podcast. You know this. I know. What's it? what's the other one, Danny? I don't know. I have a memory of a gnat. Gr- no, you said Gruel. Yeah. Um, what is black? Black green. Golgari. There you said that one. Yeah. Um, Oh, those, it, I think those are the only two. Yeah, because War and Peace was another one. Yeah, so we, yeah, we, those are the only this two. Was, gruel, this was yeah. one of the three that we were missing. Yeah, it was. So yeah, it was, it was just missing two: Gruel and Demir. Yeah, there we go. So yeah, and, and we're thinking that the other two are going to get spoiled by the end of spoil season because oh. they're not going to just do one and then have one for some random set that just wouldn't make sense. Okay, I got a card I want to talk about now. Which one? Ignorable Hierarch. Ooh. Ignoble Hierarch is green for a 0-1 creature goblin shaman with exalted. So when a creature you control attacks alone, that creature gets plus one, plus one till end of turn. And it taps to add black, red, or green. I am happy about this because this is going to be making infe- another infect deck for me. I got a Golgari infect deck that loves Frexian Crusader. And a more consistent way to drop a Frexian Crusader on turn two seems really good to me. Uh, Phyrexian Crusader is black, black, one for a 2-2 two, two first strike infect creature with pro red and pro white. The thing dodges push, uh, uh, dodges uh, lightning bolts and path to exile. 
and it needs a revolted fatal push to be able to take down. And this thing can just blaze right on through so much stuff in Infect. So, like, a black-green Infect deck with a Noble Hierarch instead of uh, Noble Hierarch is... Oh, my God. I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm, I want to pick a bunch of them. But unfortunately, they're pre-selling for 45 bucks. Fuck Oof. me. Well, yeah. It's a one-drop creature that creates three different lands. I got right. one for you guys. That's what a- is it? Uh, Dacon, the Shadow Slayer. It's a Planeswalker. White, blue, black. Dacon, Shadow, Sp- uh, Shadow Slayer, enters the battlefield with a number of loyalty counters on him equal to the number of lands you control. Plus one, surveil two. Minus three, exile target creature. Minus six, you may put an artifact card from your hand or graveyard onto the battlefield. When you get that alt you can do the Mind Slaver lock. Yes. Yes, you can. I, I don't think you can get the Mind Slaver lock. It helps you get to the Mind Slaver lock. You'd have to figure out a way to like blink the deck on as well to... to sort of... Uh, what was it? Sort of of Hearth and Home? Uh, that's only a creature that it can blink. Oh, that's to, right. Something it. that blinks a permanent. Uh, Teferi's Time Ravel or something like that. It's Blue One Instant came out in War of the Spark. You can blink a creature or a planeswalker you control when it re enters the battlefield and enters with an additional plus one counter or a loyalty counter. So that in this could be good. I'm excited uh, as well because Surveil is getting more love in this, and Surveil is one of my, uh, is a mechanic that I like. Honestly, I think Surveil is better than Scry, and that there's now going to be more cards with Surveil makes me a very happy Magic player. I have a card that I want to talk about that's not a Surveil card, but it is a card that's in my wheelhouse of color combinations. Uh, we got Gaeadrone, Dihada, Dihada. This is an old school character in Magic lore, and I know I butchered the name, but it's a Planeswalker for red, black, blue, one, for loyalty. It has protection from permanence with corruption counters on them. As a plus one of each opponent loses two life and you gain two life, put a corruption counter on up to one other target creature or planeswalker. Has a neg three, gain control of target creature or planeswalker till end of turn, untap it and put a corruption counter on it. It gains haste until end of turn. And then it has a neg seven, gain control of each permanent with a corruption counter on it. This is Grixis control happy days for me. Oh my god! So that Grixis deck that I was mentioning earlier in the Salt Report that I'm brewing on, like this, it's this this card wants to be in there so badly, so badly. The fact that it's it it, it protects itself, it gains you life, uh, it protects itself. It doesn't protect you. Like putting a corruption counter on a Swiss Spear is good for Dihada, but not good for you. You're still getting hit, but Dihada is gonna make it very nice. Uh, when you can go to the long game and start to stabilize out. I like this card a lot. Pretty good card. One more card each? Sure. My, I guess my last card, just because it's kind of a crazy card. Um, Psycon of Draco. It's a 12 colorless for casting, but it has domain. Um, This spell costs two less to cast for each basic land type among lands you control. So in theory, you could cast this 12 drop, 4-2, um, has flying. Each creature you control has vigilance if it's white, hexproof if it's blue, lifelink, lifelink if it's black, first strike if it's red, and trample if it's green. It's a 4-4. Four, four. I think this card is going to be seeing more, more play in Commander. I could be wrong. Oh yeah, for sure. But you can cast this on turn two. Don't say that too loudly. Yeah, Matt, this is for modern, not 
commander. So that's what I'm going to tell you. It's You can cast this on turn two in modern. If turn one, you play a fetch and fetch a triome, turn two, you get another fetch and you fetch the other two colors that that triome doesn't have. So let's say the Sultai triome is the first one you grab. And then you grab the uh, red and white uh, Arid Mesa. No, Arid Mesa is the fetch land. Uh, Sacred Foundry. And you grab that. You have all five basic land types and you can cast that for two. And all you're doing is on turn two getting a 4-4 flyer. I mean, maybe in like Hollow One style decks, maybe? Because casting like vanilla creatures for super low cost is kind of what they're known for. Maybe. maybe. Or token deck. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this isn't even considering like the creatures with colors, like the keywords that they gain. Yep. That could be something. I got my card if you guys are ready. Let's hear it. Go for it. I can't wait to add it to the deck of the week when we get to that too. Um, if we get there. Sanctum Prelate. One colorless, two white, creature, human cleric. As uh, Sanctum Prelate enters the battlefield, choose a number. Non-creature spells with converted mana cost equal to the chosen number can't be cast. for two, And it's a 2-2. Two, two. This is a good card. I yeah. love this. I can't wait. This is all right in the deck. This is already printed in uh, Conspiracy. This is one of those. Is reprint- it? Yep. This is one of those oh. ones I got reprinted strictly into to modern. And isn't this the buy box? This is the buy box, yep. Oh, man. Yeah, and it's time shifted too. So going into the deck. It's a powerful card. Oh, my gosh, yes. Look at that. I like almost like this art better. And yeah, I already, I already said my piece with all my cards. I know there's a bunch of other things in here that I'd love to talk about that are like blue and free spells, <laughs> like suspend <laughs> and, and things like that. Actually, uh, maybe hey, I will hey, talk about that. Hey, Matt. One. I, got, I got the one I want hey, to talk Matt. about real quick. What? How's our time doing? Let's go to the next thing. <laughs> Cha-ching. So from there, let's jump to the finance section, guys, because, you know, we're greedy magic players. We like to know what our cards are worth or where we can start making some financial magic uh, plays or stuff like that. Invest in reserve list. Heard it here first from Danny, folks. I'm just kidding. Don't do it. It's a lot of money. All right. First off, in Weekly Winners, it's an amazing article that is written by the lovely people over at mtgstocks.com. Highly recommend you check out that site. Uh, Hashtag not sponsored. They have an article that comes up every Friday where they talk about three cards that move up in price and three cards that move down in price. This week, we have a special squirrel section because there's a lot of squirrels. Squirrel section. Danny, pay attention if you're going to be making that squirrel modern deck. But first up, we have a card from Odyssey, Upheaval, Blue Blue 4 for a sorcery, Returnal Permanence to their owner's hand. It's now chilling at $24.94, the Odyssey print. The reason why this card has jumped up over 900% is because it is getting played in Modern now. Or it will be getting played in Modern. It was shown in the Modern Horizons 2 previews to be one of the print to Modern cards. Since it's banned in Commander. Yes, this this card is banned in Commander. <laughs> uh, what? Oh, man. Yeah, it's six mana return all permanents to their owner's hand. That's like the embodiment of a feel bad. So this, <laughs> so the jump in price in this is primarily like people speculating that this could be a very powerful card in Modern. And if that's the case, people like the old borders. This one doesn't have an old border treatment in Modern Horizons 2. And because of that... 
you know, you got people out there like, oh, people are going to want the old border. So they were picking them up and the price moved up. But you can still find Odyssey upheavals for around $4. So keep that in mind. Foils, on the other hand, ridiculously high. Oh, yeah. uh, they are $186 when back in December, a foil was 21 Crazy stocks. Right? Uh, Dakin Blackblade from... Uh, this one is from Chronicles specifically. The Legends one we'll talk about here in a second in the same sentence, but it jumped up 838%, now chilling at $16.98. Dakin Blackblade is a uh, black, blue, blue, white two for a star star human legendary warrior. Dakin Blackblade's power and toughness are each equal to the number of lands you control. Uh, this card's moved up just primarily for the hype of having a Dakin Blackblade commander deck or just like having because it's not modern legal uh primarily for that but having a deck and commander deck the flavor is there and stuff so the chronicles is cheaper like three dollars yeah but the legends which only have it's the darker it's the black border darker version is 145 but there's some people online that are selling this for around 700 dollars. those are price spikes that aren't gonna last don't be buying into that don't be if you have them no one's gonna buy them for that price i'm sorry don't have a gold mine on something like that but yeah that is moved up in price primarily for commander theme decks Mm -hmm. what's next on the list next on the list we have a mill card that was brought up last week in sanity grinding this card has jumped up to twenty dollars and fifty cents before last week you can find it for two dollars uh, six times oh, almost six times its price uh another spike uh, so sandy grinding is blue 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 sorcery with chroma reveal the top 10 cards of your library for each blue mana symbol in the mana cost of the revealed cards target opponent puts the top card of their library into their graveyard then put the cards you revealed this way at the bottom of your library in any order uh, I want to point out that last part in any order. Choosing the bottom of your library can be good for certain things. I don't know if there's any particular reason for that, but highlighting that here. It's with this, with a new card called Mystic, not Mystic, uh, Fractured Sanity, which is the new to Horizons 2 blue, blue, blue sorcery. Each opponent mills 14 cards and has cycling of blue one. Having multiples of these can like really hit your opponent a lot for a lot of cards. And... Uh, Modern mill decks, people are expecting this to be in there. And in Commander, Brew of X style decks was already playing Sanity Grinding, so more people that want to make a Brew of X deck are probably going to be looking towards Sanity Grinding. Right now, you can still find them for about four fifty at a market price. People are selling them for 19 20 bucks. So yep. look for the cheap versions, folks. And the, and the thing with this is this is an Eventide set. One of the biggest things that always comes up with like Eventide, Morning Tide, Shadowmore and things like that are they were printed in a time during the 2008 recession and it's always noted by every financier in the magic world that it's like these are sets that did not get bought a lot of because nobody had money and stuff like that so these are cards that if you do pick them up for cheap they can move up in price and you could benefit from them pretty pretty well yep. so i mean keep that in mind but again when it comes to speculation on stuff like that that's that's gambling <laughs> It's just blatant gambling, just with a different name, I'd say. So, yeah. You do, you boo. Okay. Danny, you want to tell us about the Squirrel Edition? Yes. Okay. Uh, so we have a special Squirrel Edition. Edition? Edition? I don't know. Whatever. 
Uh, for the scroll who are <laughs> for the scroll who are new to magic, people are popular. Uh, for the people who are new to magic, scrolls are popular, like really popular. Every time a scroll gets pre- gets printed, there's a new renewal hype around it, and especially in Commanderland. Turns out for uh, Modern Horizons 2, wizards had been paying extra attention to this tribal. We have seen multiple cards spoiled that are or have something to do with squirrels. Um, like we talked about earlier, Chatterfang, Squirrel General. We have Chatterstorm, which is a green one-drop sorcery. Create a 1-1 green squirrel creature token. And then Storm. This thing is strictly better, in my opinion, than Empty the Wardens, which is Red Red 2 create uh goblins and then it has storm as well cheaper cheaper and in green but you know people are like green storm can't be a thing you have manamorphose right you have manamorphose keep the red ritual spells and stuff like do red storm and then when manamorphose comes to cast your green or when it comes time to cast your green spells with storm you just manamorphose to get the green like mm-hmm. i don't know it's not that ah. And then next card is dry keeper it's green black three elf druid whenever dry cooper enters a Drag Hebert enters the battlefield, create two 1 1 green squirrel creature tokens. With uh, black three swirls, you control, get plus one, plus one, and gain menace until it turns 2 2. And the one we talked about last week is uh, Gagari Hybrid, um, Ravenous Squirrel. Ravenous Squirrel. Whenever, whenever you sacrifice an artifact or creature, put a 1 1 counter on Ravenous Squirrel. And then black green one, sacrifice an artifact or creature, you gain one life and draw a card. Just for that ability, you put a 1-1 counter on them, you draw a card, and you gain life. It's a 1-1. Then we have Squirrel Mob. Yeah, green, green, 1. Squirrel Mob and gets plus 1, plus 1 for each other squirrel on the battlefield. That's fucking crazy. It's a rare, and it's not a legendary. It's a, a reprint from Odyssey, if I'm not mistaken. Absolute legendary. It's um, uh, getting printed in modern for the first time. Yeah, we have Squirrel Sanctuary that Matt talked about earlier. Uh, we have Squirrel Sovereign. Uh, green one, other squirrels you control get plus one, plus one. It's a two, two. We have Underworld Hermit, black, black, four, human peasant. Uh, when Underworld Hermit enters battlefield, create a number of one, one green squirrel creatures equal to your devotion to black. Um, we have Reddit common, uh, command, uh, green one, instant, choose two. Target player creates two tap one, one green squirrel creature tokens. Counter target loyalty ability of a planeswalker. XL target card from the graveyard. Target creature, our target player gains three life. That counter target loyalty ability is great. I'm excited to see what that card does. I think it's like a low key sleeper, maybe just because it gets you some tokens. Unfortunately, they're tapped. Unfortunately, they're tapped that they make them. But exiling a card from a graveyard, like if someone decides to try and like snapcaster back something, or if they dredge something, because a dredge trigger goes on the stack and you can exile a thing. I mean, they're gonna get the so, dredge, but you get so rid of the creature. So what? what doesn't that stop in the breach? From the graveyard? No. In the breach or through the breach? Through the breach. Yeah, meant. Through the breach, they put it into the battlefield from their hand. So Yeah, but then once it goes to the graveyard, you shuffle it into the library, you stop that. Yeah, yeah. So Because uh, Emrakul would go into the graveyard, trigger on the stack to shuffle yep, it in. Yeah, so you, just, can stop, you just stop that. Nugget there. There's an answer for that now. So what does, uh, moving along Dark Souls, so what does that mean? It means a lot of existing cards revolving around squirrels has what, um, as well have gone up. Let's look at the most popular ones we've seen go up in the past week. First off, we have Nut Collector. Currently sitting at $49.99, it's at a 109% increase. 
It is green five at the beginning of your upkeep. You may put a one one green squirrel creature token into play. With threshold, all squirrels get plus two plus two. That's bonkers. This card was super cheap back before uh, unsanctioned. The unset that came out Oof. in January or yeah January or February of 2020 because it was super cheap to pick up then but then as soon as that came around it jumped up to like 40 bucks and then dipped down in popularity and now more squirrels so this is just showing that you know good squirrel cards do move up then they plateau and then they jump up again when more squirrels happen like squirrel hype man yep it's like the the meme 15 squirrels killed i don't <laughs> Uh, next up, we have Deep Forest Tournament. It's currently sitting at a 495 price, 102% increase. It is Green Green 3, Elf Druid Vanishing 3. Uh, when Deep Forest Hermit enters the battlefield, create 4 1 1 green squirrel creature tokens. Squirrels you control get plus 1 plus 1. This there you one, go. This Sword one. of Hearth and Home, right there. Blink this. Yep. This one is in modern, it was printed in Modern Horizon 1. And it gets a actually time shifted card in Modern Horizons too. It's uh, again the old border treatment. Yep. Um. Next up, we have Druid's Call currently sitting at eighteen ninety six or eighteen yeah eighteen ninety six ninety percent increase. It is green one. Uh, whenever enchanted creature is dealt damage, its controller puts that many one one green squirrel creature tokens into play. It's an aura, so it's enchanted creature. So yeah, it's okay. You put. This on what stuffy doll? Yeah, you can put on anything indestructible and just block for days, make more tokens, or I don't know. You can have a way to like maybe flash this in and block a non-trampling creature, and all that damage would get dealt to that creature, and you make all those tokens in response. Another possibility because Vidalcan Ori is a thing. Yep. And is there a way to cast enchantments at flash speed in green? I don't think so. Yeah. At least not that I know. I think there's a Vivian, the Planeswalker, that gives your stuff Flash. I think the Flash is only for oh, yep, yep, because I creatures, ha- right? Yes. Let's take a. I believe so. Oh, it might just be creatures, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because I have it in my beta version, or in con- or in what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, in the process of making Flash Elf deck for Commander. Uh, let's see. Vivian is. It's the flip one. Flip one. Co-op. Vivian had a flip one? Co-op. Co-op. I don't think it was the flip one. This one. Cast Vivian, oh, Champion yeah. of the Wilds. Three mana. You may cast creature spells as yep. if they had flash. And then the Monster's Advocate, you may cast uh, creature spells from the top of your library. Yep. So, womp womp. Anyway, back on topic. Next up, we have Deranged Tournament. Currently sitting at 125.99. It's a 26% increase. Green, green, three for summon elf uh, with echo. Uh, when Deranged Hermit comes into play. Put four squirrel tokens into play. Create those tokens as a 1-1 one, one green green creatures. All squirrels get plus one, plus one. So yeah, it's bonkers for squirrels. I can't wait to see your list, Danny, of of making your modern modern squirrels. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. We got you. It's, it's going to be... Just, I'm, taking, I'm taking JB's name away from him. <laughs> no, gonna... squirrels are cool and all, but can we get goats? Ooh. No. We got. We go- want goats. Goats are going to be the next meme thing, right? Then, if that's the case, it squ- better be because we only got like what four goats. Yeah, it's only a handful of goats, and the goats are always like tokens. The newest one that I can think of is from uh, Woe Strider because it creates an O one goat creature token. No idea. And that came out in Theros, but Trent, give us these cheap pickups. Oh, it's a boy. 
the sheep pickups for today. At this point, we have Muxis Goblin Grandy. Correct. Wow, I got that right. <laughs> Good job. Uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a legendary creature, Goblin Noble. And just a battlefield, reveal the top six cards of your library. Put all Goblin creature cards with converted mana cost five or less from among them onto the battlefield and the rest in the bottom of your library in random order. When uh, Muxis attacks, it gets plus uh, it gets plus one plus ones on a turn for each other goblin you control. Yep. It's at about sixteen dollars and seventy five cents. So she's fallen. Next we have Panharmonicon artifact for four. Uh, if an artifact or creature entering the battlefield would cause an ability to trigger a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger. That ability triggers an additional time. That uh, Panamonicon's seeing about $10 at the moment. And finally, we have Grove of the Burn Willows. It's a land. You can tap it for a colorless, or you can tap it for a red or uh, green. Each opponent gains one life. And it is $6 at the moment. This one's the new Zenikar Arising Expedition. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if you said for Panharmonicon if that was the Time Spiral Remastered. Oh, no, I didn't say Time Spiral. No, I didn't say any of them, I guess. Yep, that was the Time Spiral Remastered. Muxus is the Jumpstart printing. And I think yes. Muxus is only printed in Jumpstarts. Yeah, it's only printed in Jumpstarts. So you only have the one option. But there's your weekly finance report gone on. Heck yeah. If you guys want to be picking up any of these cards, maybe squirrel cards, you know, if, if, if you're the person that Oops. has a bunch of squirrel cards and you want to sell them at a high price and get notified when is the right time to, to, to sell, go check out tcgsniper.com. Sign up, make an account. And the cool thing about TCG Sniper is it's a site that allows you to input cards and get notified if a card moves up or down in price. And that's beneficial if you have a lot of squirrel cards that you want to sell to Danny and Danny wants to buy at like $10. You know, you ha- and that right now they're at like five. That's I mean, that's, not that's, a- that's way too much money. <laughs> you have a nut collector. You want to know when it goes up to a hundred dollars. You can set that in at TCG Sniper, and you'll get notified. And then you can put it up and sell it, and you know profit as much as you can. Same is true in the reverse. Let's say you want to be able to pick up some of these cards that are moving down. Panharmonicon, uh, the Time Spiral Remastered Edition. You think ten dollars is a little much? It can go down a little more. You can enter that in and get notified if it jumps to or drops to like seven bucks, five bucks. Then you can jump on that and buy them. Two dollar. Still wait for Renin Six to be ten dollars. I'm hoping every day TCG's like, hey look, Renin Six, ten bucks. Yes. Good luck with that one. But you know, it's still like seventy dollars. And when you go over and create an account, go let them know. Make sure to let them know that the guys over at This Week in MTG sent you. You will get a three-month trial of their Plus program where you can add 50 cards. And also you can put in product and stuff there as well, as JB would say if he were here. But TCG Sniper, let them know that we sent you. Get three months of the Plus. It's worth checking out. What are you losing? You're losing nothing. But now... You're losing money if you keep buying cards. Yeah. Yeah. But from there, we have a deck of the week. Oh, man. What, do we got a deck of the week? Let me double check the time. We do not have a deck of the week this week. Oh, that's we're, a shame. We're at two hours. Trent, we would love to have you on, though, for the uh, home brews with hometown brews. We'll give a little pitch here. Maybe that'll motivate us more to actually do this segment that we're talking about. 
So the segment, Trent, and for all of our good listeners out there, is we're going to have a special little podcast episode that comes out where we just talk with our friends in the area, get them onto the podcast. They talk about their deck, its highlights, how it plays, and all that stuff for as long as they want while drinking beer. <laughs> See, I am so game. That sounds like a fun time to us because, you know. Because the deck of the week that I have wasn't good enough. We're at two hours. A hometown brew. <laughs> it's all right. Well, There's yeah. It. So the hometown brew comes from, you know, we'd pick up like a Drecker beer or we'd pick up a Fargo beer or a Ice House beer or a John Conrath or something from Perm or Detroit Lakes. Any local brewing company near us. We'd want something, to drink yeah, it. something that's not nationwide. Yeah. No, no Bush, no PBR here. No domestics. But that's a, that's a rough idea. We're, uh, we'll have a think... list of names that we want to get. You guys take a poll on, see which ones you like, which ones we're actually going to go with. Okay. Because we, well, we've spit, what, three or four of them back to forth? For what? For names. Oh, for names. For segments. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we got more, we got more names. I guess we'll, yeah, make a poll of that. I'll say them here. I can't pull it up without having that pop away. You go into that chat there and pull it up. I think, I think I had local brew times two was a name possibility. Oh, yep, yep. Give me a second. Yeah, and that's because, you know, it's like local home brews with local beer brews. <laughs> Something along those lines we're working with. Um, all right, that was in the, in the actual. Yeah, the admin one. Yep. Um, so we had, well, you, you came up with local brews times two or double MTG brews. Yeah, with the double MTG brews, it was like off of, you know, double IPA brews. Yeah. Something like that. Eh, 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 eh. Anyways. I guess we'll put a poll up, see what people think. Trent, we'd love to have you on for that, and when we get that going, well, and now and the cool thing with that is like we could do a crap ton of those in a row, and then just like drop them, yeah, and stuff. We could, we could do like a monthly thing or a weekly just thing. Pepper them in there, yeah, yeah, just random shit. The salt bay that thing in there. Yep. Yeah, we'd have to let's figure out some dates now. We have now made it live that this has been something we've been talking about. We're gonna start it. You all keep us responsible. I am game for that. Well, if you guys made it to the end of this episode, first off, you're legend- feel sorry for you. You're legendary- Why are you still listening to us at first off? You're legendary magic folks. Two hours of recording time. Why are you still listening to us? You're- Even mine doesn't go this long. Thank you so very much. Oh my God. Make sure to follow us on all of the podcast platforms where better podcasts can be found. Ditcher, Spotify, Google, Apple, all that jazz. You can find us online on multiple different locations but everything is in a nice tidy little link tree url and that url is link tree or l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash this week in mtg i can't just say linktree.com because it's not that so that url again is l-i-n-k-t-r dot e slash this week in mtg has links to our discord to our patreon to our box field to j-dubs and speaking of j-dubs go check out j-dubs thank them for deciding to sponsor a two hour long podcast we're gonna hit them up here and maybe do some more box openings especially with modern horizons 2 coming out yep who would love to see us open a bunch of modern horizons 2 and lose our shit haven't done that in a while we didn't do strict saving unfortunately you have a fat pack up there you got a fat pack but that's a fat pack not a booster box anyways thank you guys for making it to the end of this episode if you guys would love to follow a great podcast we have a great guy right here that i'd love to tell us about Plug yourself, oh me oh oh yeah, we're, oh, we're giving you is... a plug oh oh cool oh it's about time 
okay, that's it. That's the podcast. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, and, wait. And, he already <laughs> gave his plug at the beginning. Yeah, we got to make you do it yourself again. Run a podcast called Deep Fried Conspiracies, where we just have fun talking about conspiracies. Sometimes they're complete bullshit. Sometimes we actually believe them. Who knows? It's up for you to decide. If you want to listen to us, we are on anywhere you can find podcasts. You can hit us up on the discords. All that's in the show notes if you go into any of the podcasting, anything. Otherwise, come check us out. Uh, Deep Fried Conspiracies. Just want to say thank you guys for having me back on. Don't know why you had me back on, but... Because you're the last person you can think of. <laughs> yeah, it usually makes sense. <laughs> why Matt hit me first. Probably. Trent, thank you so much for joining us last minute on this one. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have anything else to do. And with that, Magic Folk, we will catch you next time. See ya. Bye-bye. Ba-da-da, da-da-da, that's how that goes.